tēnā koutou. You're listening to a co-education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Kia ora, ko Rochelle toko ingoa. My name's Rochelle and I'm one of the learning experience team at Core Education. With me today to talk about learning through play are Susie Gould and Tracy McAllister, who are facilitators at Core. Kia ora. Kia ora, Rochelle. Kia ora, Rochelle. Now, the two of you were telling me you had some practical examples of how teachers can support learning through play, and I wondered if you would be able to share those with me. Tracy, would you like to go first? Absolutely. Kia ora tātou, ko Tracy McAllister ho. Many examples I can think of, but one that comes to mind and very recent for me with some involvement in some research research here in Canterbury is around uh, the environment as a third teacher, the work of Louis Malaguzzi from Reggio Amelia. And one space I can think of was around a buddy program that was introduced, that was kind of revised and, and relived through one of the outcomes of, the re- of a piece of research around where some of the teachers had an idea, particularly the senior school, around the structure of what that might look like, a buddy program being quite a structured space where our new entrance teachers were kind of, you know, advocating that it would be more of a play-based space. Uh, With our new entrants coming in, um, having a play-based environment, meant that they were experts of that space. The artefacts were very similar. There was Lego, there was Mobilo, things that were similar to them from the early childhood setting. So the transition made that connection across artefacts and spaces. And that third teacher space was really important for them to be really intentional around. So when the buddies came and met the new entrants in that space, they played and connected and the relationships grew and the, and the interests over play and who knew what about what resources was really a point of an outcome for that research. Oh, kia ora. I, I really liked hearing about the buddies because I know that both my tamariki have really benefited from the buddy program, both as being the young buddies coming in and having older children to say hi to and making them feel part of the school and also being buddies. Like last year, my tamapotiki had two buddies and one of them was a young girl who's actually in our neighbourhood. So there was a nice link there and he said, oh, mum, I play a lot of Barbies. (laughs) But he... But he did really like the fact that um, he got to connect with her and she led the play. I, one of the things that I also didn't realise is often it's it's the younger children who get to be in charge. And that's really nice. Where they're, they're building a relationship with someone older, but they're the ones deciding what to do, what books to read, what games to play and things like that. And it's it's lovely. It's a really nice positive thing to see. Well I was just going to build on some of Tracy's story about the environment and yours about the Tuakana Tena model and allowing them that agency to go choose, play, sit alongside one another and for it's like learning through play unleashes a vast number of teachers not just that one um, at the front of the room anymore. And involving those children and their whanos in the planning process is a really practical way that you can bring to life your learning through play. For example, 
a teacher-led innovation group that were exploring exploration-based play. Similar concept and pedagogies underlying it, learning through play. They surveyed their, their whānau and found that they wanted their tamariki to walk confidently in, te ao, in Aotearoa, in Te Ao Māori and Te Ao Pākehā. And when we took a learning walk through their classroom to see where was reflected in their classrooms, they found that they needed to turn up the dial a little bit. And so now when you walk through their classrooms, post a visit to their marae, they have a whara which the tamariki have designed, and they have weaving spaces, um, they have information around matariki and a tent that has been brought into the room for matariki and some torches. And it was so popular, that tent, that um, they had to devise a system with the students for, okay, so how can we have turns here? And one of the students said, one of the learners said, I know, we've got that, um, we have that, mat, that thing in the maths corner. You know, it, it dribbles liquid stuff. And he was talking about a, an egg timer kind of thing. And so now involving those students and part of the problem of that tent for Matariki being overcrowded or wanting heavy use, they go into the tent, they flip the um, egg timer over and when it's done, it's a rather large timer, then they know that it is somebody else's space. So asking key questions of kids about, you know, what, what do you want to see in our play area, looking for areas of interest, sharing your planning on the wall and photographs of how you can make links to Te Whāriki and links to the New Zealand curriculum, some of those key comp competencies is really useful, that planning board to inform parents because it's kind of quite different from our day at school, right? My tamariki, when uh, my son, when I took him to school, he had lived life at, in the ECE world in a Spider-Man suit. Shouldn't have bought clothes, really, Rochelle. Should have just bought seven Spider-Man suits. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, it really deeply saddened me when I took him to school and the bell rang and he was in his uniform and he had to sit up straight on the mat. So this learning through play is a really practical and um, sound pedagogical practice to smooth that transition. Lot less anxiety for parents dropping off students, lot less anxiety for those tamariki as well. You've been listening to a core education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Te nā rā koutou.